Glitterball Podcast. It's time to get spooky and talk about all the trials, tribulations and terrifying evictions our housemates were put through in week four in Britain's most famous house as we tackle Halloween week. Yes, and you're getting all of this in one single episode because we have a lot of catching up to do. And I'm here to talk about all things spooky in this episode and the terrifying double eviction makes its first appearance for this season. So we have a lot to get into. Let's talk about it. Welcome to He's Always Watching, a Big Brother podcast. Before we get into the discussion, dissection and analysis of this episode, just a reminder, I'm not judging these housemates as total people. I'm judging them off the edit we are seeing, so please be kind and don't send any hate. It's only a game show. It's not that serious. Well, hello and welcome to a condensed version of He's Always Watching. We're talking all about week four that was Halloween week inside Britain's most famous house that was full of terrifying chills. Ah, what a week this was. We're doing a bit of a catch up before the grand final because I want to make sure you have all my thoughts. And this series has moved so quickly that I'm just like, whoa. And uh, I want to make sure that you have my full complete thoughts of this series because the love you have shown to this podcast has been absolutely incredible. So it's only just and right that you get all of my thoughts about this series. Boy, was this week one for the books. We had the altercation between Trish, Paul, Trish and the rest of the house really, Trish and Dylan. Uh, just wow. We had Carrie's surprise casket eviction. We had Dylan and Paul's double eviction. Uh, I'm just like, how did so much happen in one week? I have a little bit of, I have a little bit of eviction whiplash, I think. But really, so much went on this week, and it's kind of shocking that it all centred around Halloween in a way, because I really did go all out. Although, I do have some thoughts about certain things that were done this week, which we're going to dive into pretty much straight away. But first, to just go backwards, now I sound like Julie Chen, oh, what a joy. Uh, um... Let's talk about the impact that Hallie's eviction had on this house. Aside from Carrie and Olivia to a certain extent, even though Olivia had Paul to kind of fall back on, I guess, and that friendship, Carrie was the one that I think took the brunt of Hallie's eviction and we saw Olivia be like, oh God, my time in here is going to change while Carrie's still here because then I have to pick up the slack of being her only like consistent friend which actually was quite interesting and very insightful from Olivia. Olivia is probably one of the more uh, complex out of that sort of garden gang in my opinion which I mean the bar's kind of low for the garden gang but here we are I have a very big love-hate relationship with 
Olivia and this week kind of exemplified that to a certain extent. Um, I don't know that Hallie was that missed by the house, generally speaking. I don't, aside from Carrie, I don't know. It seemed like they all kind of carried on. It wasn't totally ground-shaking, or maybe they're just used to evictions by now. But I'm like, oh, I don't know. And as as the series has gone on, I don't... Sure, we might have missed having another moment like, fuck your happy, happy camp. But, yeah, I wouldn't say it was totally ground-shaking now with some time to digest it that Hallie went home. I was sad to see her go because I thought she was a very strong character. But, I mean, that's what the British public do. They vote out the strong characters. I'm sorry to be controversial, but we're seeing the track record with this series. But speaking of strong characters, whether you love her or hate her, let's talk about Carrie and the surprise eviction. This was really well done compared to some of the other backdoor evictions, which we'll get to, I promise. This, I thought, was really well done, and I don't think we'll have quite as an iconic image as Carrie dressed as a mummy getting in to that fake coffin. That was really funny to me, purely because her scooter is right there. It's like she may have left, but she's still there. Do you know what I mean? That was really funny. This secret task and secret nominations really ruffled some feathers in that house. Noki was chosen as our possessed housemate and took Trish in with her, which meant we had Dylan, Olivia and Carrie up for nomination. Now, it was as clear to me, as clear as day, as I'm sure to a lot of you, that Trish was going to nominate Dylan. There is an ongoing feud there and it's never going to die until one or the other leaves that house. And maybe even then it won't die, who knows. But it was so clear to me that Dylan was going up. And to a certain extent, I'm actually genuinely surprised that Noki didn't nominate Paul. Because if you want to talk ongoing feud, that seems to be an ongoing feud as well. So I was a little surprised that Noki decided against nominating Paul. But in the end, we got Olivia and Dylan joining Carrie. Carrie was the one that I was a little surprised about. Maybe they'd been influenced by the public saying, get Carrie out. But I would have thought that Trish might have wanted to have kept her fellow mother around a bit more. So I am kind of surprised by the three that we ended up with. Olivia, I still feel at that point, had shot herself in the foot with the rule breaking and showing off her more immature side because at that point in her journey, which we'll get to... uh, I don't think she was showing a great level of maturity all of the time. So perhaps that's what's landed her the cursed nomination. But boy, oh boy, did Dylan not take this well. 
I did not expect to see him come out swinging as much as he did. It really shook me. I was like, these two are meant to be your friends and you are just... It was like uh, it was like I was watching something out of Mad Max where it was every man for themselves. I was like, what is going on here? It just came across as completely unnecessary for him to obliterate both Trish and Noppy as much as he did. Seemingly focused on Trish, but that's because they have their pre-existing beef, obviously. I was genuinely surprised that the public did not evict Dylan during this cursed nomination. Genuinely surprised, but then that could well be the Facebook mum brigade being like, Carrie's annoying us, let's get her out. But Dylan as a housemate was kind of disappointing to me. I really expected him to have a lot more story. And he just kind of gave us nothing, aside from I like to cook and here is my prosthetic leg that occasionally lights up. Like, I don't know if it just got lost in the edit, but I don't really feel like we really knew him, aside from, in the end, his temper. And that is kind of disappointing. Speaking of tempers... uh, After this short break, we are going to get into Fight Night 3.0. Yeah, sorry, I forgot Time Bomb. Um, And talk about all that unfolded with Dylan, Paul and Trish. Oh, dear. Hello and welcome back. It's time to talk about the biggest argument we've seen in this house so far. And by Christ, I was kind of gobsmacked at this. It kind of blew up in a really interesting way. I do personally believe that Trish should have gone about it a slightly different way. But I will say... I don't think we will find any other show on on television that will give us an argument where someone is doing the goddamn limbo while continuing to argue. That is so funny to me. I just... It's just so dumb in the best way. And... Regardless of your opinions on Trish, that will forever be iconic to me because it's just so sassy in a way that I didn't see coming and it's just really funny. Paul needs to pull his head in. I'm not saying Trish isn't the right here. I think Trish approached it in the wrong way as well. But Paul needs to pull his head in. Paul was spending the majority of his time wandering around that house like it was Billy Big Bollocks. And... It's just really off-putting. It's just really weird and off-putting. And I'm like, I don't... I don't see what your little garden gang see in you. It's really weird to me. Uh, So, the double eviction, our first double eviction of the series, I might add, 
didn't really come as a surprise to me. It's what I was hoping would be the case because, as I said before, Dylan has not given me an ounce of interesting content, really, aside from his spats with Trish. He's just a bit of a housemate letdown. There's a few of those this season, and I think by now you probably know my thoughts on who they are. But Paul, I mean... uh, At least he's given us some conflict. But then again... I don't... I don't know, like... He's just kind of there with his shirt off. And I'm like, sure, publicise your OnlyFans, but... I don't really know that people will be running out to subscribe after the way he's handled himself in this house, quite frankly. I will say this, I very much enjoyed, to go backwards a step, I very much enjoyed Kerry's eviction interview. These eviction interviews have been a bit wobbly, but Kerry's was good. Dylan and Paul's, I'll be honest with you, I have not watched. I do not care to watch. I do not care to hear them kind of explain away their behaviour with this because I know damn well that Paul would have been out here throwing whoever he bloody bloody well could under the bus for his own behaviour. And I'm like, I think I can give that a miss. However... That is your lot for week four inside Britain's most famous house. Thank you for joining me for another episode of He's Always Watching. I'm going to have another one in your ear holes incredibly quickly because we have some catching up to do. And we're going to talk about week five that I am nicknaming Hunger Games Week because not only were the knives out, uh... It was kind of the Hunger Games for all of them. So we're going to dive into that and the branded task. But thank you for being here for another episode of what has quickly become my favourite podcast to do and talk about this wonderful format with all of you. So thank you. Please come and say hello over on the He's Always Watching Instagram and give me your thoughts as we hurdle our way through the rest of this series it's honestly gone so quickly and i would love to chat to you about it if you've enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend that would make my day and it would also help get the podcast in more ears so please come over say hello and let's talk about this wonderful wonderful series i will see you very very soon when we talk all about hunger games week in britain's most famous house Please take care out there. And remember, Big Brother's not the only one who's always watching. See you soon. Glitterball Podcasts.